This is a dill pickle, a mighty pretty pickle, especially when he joins you at the show. We have lots of pretty pickles waiting for you at the refreshment center. They're plump, tender, mouth-watering. Wouldn't one taste good right now? Once again, to Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A. And with me in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how's it going, sir? It's going pretty well, but I have to go back to work tomorrow, so I'm about ready to cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll explain uh, the date in a moment, but we do have one other uh, co-host from the province of Alberta, Canada. Hey, everyone. It's Sean. Hope you're doing well. Indeed, and for us uh, here, it is, well, for everybody, actually, uh, we were recording this November 27th, 2022, and I assume uh, Barrett is referring to the fact that uh, both me and him actually took, I think, the whole week off, right? You took the whole week off? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so Thanksgiving, uh, and unfortunately, we have to go right back to work uh, tomorrow, so alas, alas. Anyway, <laughs> um, who are we? Uh, Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews is one of the podcasts of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. It is a network of uh, multiple podcasts and some news and things like that. Uh, basically, um, been around for close to 13 years, maybe 12 years. I can't even remember, but we've been around for a while, and uh, we talk about uh, genre. Uh, so, mostly movies, but other things as well. So, uh, things like uh, science fiction, horror, fantasy, thrillers, techno thrillers, mysteries, grindhouse, arthouse films, foreign language films, midnight movies, I think I may have said that already, cult films, uh, casu films, superhero films, anything that's genre related, uh, basically, uh, Halloween boutique, psychotronic reviews, um, is kind of the catch-all podcast of the network where, where we do the the bits and pieces that uh, may not necessarily uh, get a episode on the Dark Discussions podcast, which is the weekly podcast on the network. Uh, this one here. Yeah, we even we even do stuff like book reviews um, that I don't know that anywhere else does on on the network. Uh, so that's and interviews. There's a lot of interviews done, but books definitely. I think we're pretty unique for that. Yes, yes. And speaking of books, uh, we do have a. Uh, uh, book episode coming up soon. Uh, uh, we have a, a pretty big book that uh, we gotta, we're going to read. Uh, a fairly famous director, movie director, uh, contacted me um, and uh, asked if uh, we would read his first debut novel, and uh, or or at least interview him and promote the novel as an episode. And we said sure. But yeah, let's let's take a look at the book. We'll we'll try to read it before the episode. So uh, uh, that's kind of exciting. Uh, the director is, uh, uh, in my opinion, one of the most talented directors uh, out there that um, could easily become a huge name uh, if um, someone wanted to give him a Hollywood film to uh, direct. Because uh, he came up along with all these other guys that have now gone on to do Spider Man and. Uh, Godzilla and and all these other films, and uh, he, he's he's 
possibly, at least I felt, is possibly the best of the bunch. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, when it comes up. Uh, and people will be uh, quite happy to uh, uh, hear him because he'll be interviewed by us. Um, and Sean doesn't know about it, but we'll, I'll talk to you about it after, Sean. Okay. Uh, um, so anyway, um, <clears throat> we're here to talk about something else tonight. Uh, but before we do that, uh, Sean, what else can people find on the www.darkdiscussions.com website, which is the website for Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews? Uh, they can also find the Patreon uh, button or link. And if you have the financial wherewithal, uh, you can click on that link. It'll take you to Patreon. And there you can uh, decide if you're able to uh, make a financial contribution to the podcast. And like even if the dollar counts because every dollar counts uh, because the podcast itself is released free to everyone, but there's behind the scenes costs and expenses. So anything, any financial support is appreciated. And then for every $5 that you spend each month uh, towards it, you get to pick a movie that will then go in for a draw every quarter. And, and then if your movie gets chosen, then it will be done as a review either on Dark Discussion's main feed or one of the sister podcasts. And again, anything you can donate is appreciated, and thank you for your support. Yes, and you also can email us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com, or you can email us from the website darkdiscussions.com and just choose Contact Us on the menu choice on any page of the website and that will open up a email box where you can email us that way. Uh, whichever way you do email us, please write in the subject uh, uh, something like uh, HB Halloween Boutique Psycho HBPV uh, HBPR that's it, for the initials of this podcast and listener uh, so we'll know our Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Review listener. And then we'll know specifically it is an email for the podcast because, first of all, uh, that email is used for all the podcasts. And second of all, that email also gets all comments uh, from the website, too, where people can go on the website and, and uh, uh, join in the conversation there and type in messages on the website. And so we get emails that directly that way, too. But if you put in... Um, listener in the subject uh we'll we'll definitely know that it is a real email from a listener that wants to comment on the podcast and what we want from you is your thoughts on say the film where you will talk about in a specific episode uh something that you saw that you were interested in that you uh wanted to talk about and give your thoughts on or uh, even your opinion on the podcast, things that you would like, uh, and whatnot. Uh, and we will read your email on the podcast. Uh, so that's always a good thing as well. Uh, we do like listener participation. Um, cordial, cordial listener participation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, if we do get the troll stuff, we just hang up on I mean, not hang up on them, but the same thing as if, uh, but instead we delete. Press delete, spam, whatever. But um, everybody gets uh, hate mail, trolls, and whatnot. Um, and yeah, we just ignore those. Uh, but generally, um, everything else we'll read right on the podcast. Um, we do know there's a lot of listeners out there. It's just that we don't get um, much feedback, which is uh, unfortunate. 
Um, people should. But then again, I don't do that either. I listen to a lot of podcasts and radio shows, and I never respond to anybody. So, yeah, you know, so they don't know I even exist, even though I listen to them. Um, all right, so that's pretty much that. So uh, we're gonna do uh, something a little different tonight. Um, uh, as as Barrett mentioned, we do interviews, books, movies. Uh, all sorts of things, uh, TV shows, foreign language crap, and whatnot. Uh, and tonight we're doing actually something a little different. Uh, so, uh, Barrett, why don't you let everybody know what we're going to talk about tonight? We're going to talk about a show that was released on Netflix um, called Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Uh, it's a, I would call it a Japanese anime show. Um, would you guys agree with that? I will and, myself. And you're yeah. absolutely correct because it, it was uh, created by Japanese and it is anime. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to be talking about that. Uh, it was 10 episodes long. They're all around 25 to 30 minutes. Um, so, you know, it's fairly long, but not <clears throat> a huge undertaking. So, but there's a lot to talk about. All right. So uh, let's listen to the trailer. I knew from day one I'd never belong there. So why stick around for so long? It was kind of her dream, all that Sokka stuff. Our dream, I guess. It's not your dream, though, is it? Come on, got something to show you. Three, two, one, showtime. as a cyberpunk by how you live. Make a name by how you die. So uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, a little background about it. Uh, as Barrett mentioned, it's a Japanese anime that is exclusive to uh, Netflix, I believe. Uh, it's based off of um, two things. Um, the board game or role-playing game uh, Cyberpunk um, created years ago and that has continued to have popularity for years. And then um, the video game Cyberpunk 2077 by CD. Project Red, a Polish company that came out, uh, I believe, last year, or t yeah, I think it was last year, uh, maybe even two years ago. Um, and this is actually uh, 
Cyberpunk Edge Runners is a prequel, if not a prequel, it's in the same universe, uh, but it takes place before the events in the video game for folks who uh, have played the game. Uh, you do not have to play the game to understand what's going on here. If you've seen Blade Runner and stuff, you'll you'll kind of get the gist. Um, the director is uh, Hiroyuki Imashi. Um, who uh, obviously is from Japan, um, and he's done uh, numerous um, uh, stuff, including Kill La Kill, uh, which was a really popular uh, anime from 2013, which was uh, incredibly insane. Um, and he did Panty and Stalking with Gardabout, which was another pretty popular one from 2010 that was done in more of a cartoonish um aspect but it is still considered anime and then he did uh Gurren Lagann which was from 2007 which is uh arguably uh, one of the most popular animes of all time i have uh, numerous shirts of the characters from that one as i do for Kill the Kill and for Cyberpunk Edge Runners um so he's done a, a lot of stuff including uh uh working on other big animes such as Neon Genesis Evangelion and um, even uh, Cutie Honey, so uh, he's pretty big. Um, then um, the writers are Masahiko Atsuka and Yoshiki Usa, and of course um, their story is based off of um, characters and and the universe from the game. And the game, both actually they're both games: the video game and the board game or role playing game. Um, we watched it in the English dub because uh, anime, uh, you can watch it either way, Japanese or English dub. Um, and most people in the States watch the, the English dub whenever they can because it's a cartoon and it's kind of doesn't matter dubbing at all. Um, all right. So uh, let's get into uh, how we heard about this and what we thought about it. So uh, I guess I'll, I'll start because um, I was one that suggested the topic. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm a, a big fan of the, the video game. Uh, actually, restarted playing it over Thanksgiving uh, from from the beginning. It's a it's a really really awesome game. Um, and so, uh, and I've always been a, a big fan of cyberpunk. I got uh, William Gibson's books and um, Blade Runner is a pretty awesome movie. And just the the aesthetic look of uh, the cyberpunk universe. And the darkness and bleakness is, is pretty awesome. Uh, so I've always been a cyberpunk fan. Um, so um, I, I heard about this 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 show, and uh, so I threw it out as a possible topic. And both Barrett and Sean said, "Sure, what's why not?" And uh, so yeah, I, I started watching it um, this this past week over Thanksgiving, and mm -hmm. and so yeah, that's how I heard about it. So. Um, um, yeah, it's uh, pretty awesome. Uh, if you like cyberpunk stuff, this this is a, a really good intro to cyberpunk. Um, I guess the the, the genre itself. Um, it does have uh, Japanese anime aspects, so depending on your your love or hate of that, will will also determine some of your enjoyment. Uh, but I, I'm a, I'm a pretty big anime fan. Uh, at least with the for the for the stories that 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 I usually watch when I when I do watch anime, 
um, and especially these science fiction-y types. Um, so it's it's pretty awesome, I feel. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot, and i um, looking forward to uh, talking about some of the aspects of the show. Uh, let's go with you, Sean. Uh, yeah, so I was not aware of this prior to you mentioning it, uh, but I enjoyed watching the series. It was, uh, as you said, it was like, I think, Barrett, you mentioned it, you know, 10 episodes at roughly 25 to 30 minutes. Didn't feel like it was dragging at any point. They have a good pacing with it. Uh, I was happy because I'm a Giancarlo Esposito fan, so to hear him doing being part of the voice the cast was awesome. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I enjoyed the uh, the an- the actual animation, and the music was good. And I think I mentioned it offline. And you guys can correct me if I'm way off base, but like the title song really reminded me of oh, by Franz Ferdinand. If you guys yeah. remember that group from the early 2000s, that's just who really it's by. Had that vibe. That's oh, five. Yeah, I looked it up. Oh, okay. Well, then that, that explains it. So I'm not off. <laughs> no, you're not. It's by it's by them. Franz okay, Ferdinand. so at least I was a good guest then. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm just like, it sounds so like them. I'm like, and I didn't ever bother to look. So thanks it sure for is, that yep, up. Yep. The fire, yeah. It's called This Fire by Franz I, I downloaded it after I heard it because I like it so much. Oh, nice. and, and, well, that's one good thing about anime is they have a lot of fucking great songs. I'll, I'll say, I'll tell you that. that their, their debut song during the credits and their ending songs are usually pretty awesome. But anyway, continue, Sean. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I mean, overall, I really enjoyed the experience, and, you know, I enjoy cyberpunk stuff, so being able to, to watch something based on that is awesome, and, um, yeah, just, I had a real uh, fun time watching it. All right, sounds good. And, uh, Barrett? Yeah, I heard about this because of you. I have not played the game, although I've always been interested in it. It got pretty bad reviews in the beginning because it's supposedly buggy. I I hear from you that's not the case currently, that they've done a lot of fixing of it, and you never really experienced problems. So that just goes to show you that, you know, some of that stuff you can't trust. But um, I really like the show. Um, I thought it was pretty typical of Japanese anime, but the story was a lot of fun. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Akira, um, which is probably my favorite Japanese anime uh, movie. Um, And I would, I will say it is not child friendly. It's, it's an adult, it's an adult anime. There is nudity. There is a lot of death. So, you know, this is not for your eight to 10 year old, um, this is for adults, um, but it's it's really pretty well told story. It's really interesting. Um, there's a lot of bad and good guys, um, and I think if you like Japanese anime, you'll like this show. All right, sounds good. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, pretty much sums that up. Seems like uh, everybody. Thought it was pretty pretty good show. Uh, critics are actually giving it pretty good uh, reviews again. Um, but again, as as Barrett mentioned, who cares about critics? Uh, you know, with the video game, um, I didn't exp- like I said, I didn't experience any bugs. And and uh, honestly, to this day, with they, with all the patches they've had, I'm sure no one else will anyway. And it was easily one of the best video games I've played in the past ten years. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, oh, and it is getting uh, good reviews now, uh, even if it, like you said, it got 
some issues at the beginning. Um, for the for the show though, uh, it has a hundred percent good reviews on Rotten Tomatoes uh, out of the the handful of folks that watched it, and um, that so it's it's obviously uh, positive. Uh, it says uh, booting up Night City. Uh, that's the name of the city, uh, which is like out near California or something or part of California that like that's in a post dystopian future uh so basically it's booting up night city with frenetic action and our inspiring visual flair edge runners is an exceptionally stylish anime adaption of the world cyberpunk established a cyberpunk uh meaning the, the actual uh, games uh so we think that works uh so uh barrett uh, do we have a imdb or wiki yeah hold on just one second closed out on me don't know why Damn, those computers. What's hacking you? It, it, you know what? Yeah. It's it's the ghost in the machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, here we go. A street kid trying to survive in a technology and body modification obsessed city of the future, having everything to lose, he chooses to stay alive by becoming an edge runner, a mercenary outlaw known as a cyberpunk. All right. That's pretty much sums it up. It doesn't really spoil it because uh, nope. everything happens in the first episode. Um, yeah. And it also shows what happens in the f- to people that their trajectory in life changes dramatically because of some sometimes random experiences or even more so. Uh, and we'll talk about some of that. Uh, so uh, what we do here on Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. Uh, well, basically what we do is we don't just review. Uh, the show, or in this case, it's a show. Uh, but we also critique and dissect uh, scenes and whatnot. So at a specific point in this podcast, we will throw up a spoiler alert and then talk about everything and anything. Uh, but before we do that, we usually talk about general stuff. So, for example, general stuff could be just cyberpunk um, the, the genre or anime the genre or uh, generic things uh, in the world that we saw in the anime before we actually get into uh, spoilers and, and whatnot. So uh, you, you'll be warned when we do throw up the spoiler flag. But before we do that, I guess we can talk about general stuff. Um, so cyberpunk. Let's just talk about cyberpunk. And when I say cyberpunk, I mean the genre, not the game or the or the show here. Um, yeah, cyberpunk is an interesting thing. A lot of people confuse it with steampunk, which is completely different. Uh, but cyberpunk is, uh, I guess, a subgenre even of techno thrillers too. So it's yep. it's even a further deeper. So. Yeah, so it's like three or four levels below uh, just science fiction, uh, or even genres. So it'll be genre science fiction, and then maybe techno thrillers, and then you go, you know, oh, no, you know, you keep on going down, and boom, you suddenly well, hit and cyberpunk. There are some things that fit in there that might not be typically thought of either, because if there's, like, a, a neural net where people can go in and do things, that's, you know, one of the harbingers of a cyberpunk story, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's kind of funny that you, you brought that up, uh, uh, because uh, on Dark Discussions News Network, uh, we now have a defunct podcast because the show's been canceled uh, called Bullets, Brothels, and Bots, a Westworld podcast, which is a good example of a show that is like in that Venn diagram of various things. It's partly cyberpunk, but 
it, you know, it has some aspects, but it also is, is other things. And uh, if you go deep down into cyberpunk itself, um, I guess not, not including the, the technology part, but just the aesthetics. And I think that's the correct way of saying that word. Um, it's like dirty. Uh, it's kind of, dystopian it's it's crowded it's corporation run corporate yeah that's a good one uh uh, people are commodities rather than uh you know their humanity is basically doesn't exist um uh flesh is no is is just a tool now or, or machine just like robotic arms would be and uh and um, morals and, and ethics are kind of thrown out the window as well, uh, because sex and violence and and all that stuff are are kind of mainstream now, and and whatnot. So, um, what's your thoughts on on the genre, and and how did you ever experience it? Meaning, you know, in, whether it's in literature or uh, something else. Uh, what what what's what's you your two meaning you, Sean, and you, Barrett, opinions of the genre. Go ahead, Barrett. Well, I've played, you know, cyberpunk role-playing games like Shadowrun um, and Gibson, of course. Uh, there's some other writers that I can't think of off the top oh, of Philip my Dick. head. Yeah, yep, Philip Dick. Philip Dick yep. There's another one, too, that I can't think of. She wrote some some books like it, too. Uh, not quite as popular as Gibson that are really good. Um and, you know, it's always that corporation driven thing where, you know, there's people that are going into this network. It's kind of um, where the world lives at this point, you know, where all the financial things are happening, where all the data is, people can get. And it's definitely a much grimmer worldview. And, it, you know, sometimes you can see it happening in our current world. So it's not yeah. so far off the mark. Uh, it's even less far off the mark than it used to be. So. It's an interesting genre. What about you, Sean? Uh, yeah, so I've played some of the role-playing games. I think my probably gateway to it probably would have been something like Blade Runner. Yeah. For me, to, and then getting immersed into that after, because it was just like very interesting. And then just the aspects of the dystopian future and the the idea of that you know the flesh is no longer a constriction on you and just all that kind of the the dark side of sci-fi you know that makes sci-fi enjoyable is usually wrapped up in it so i think that's probably where i would say my uh origins were for it and then playing the uh the role-playing games and that kind of stuff has always been uh, enjoyable so uh, like you've mentioned, Barrett Shadowrun and stuff was cool to do. So um, I think, yeah, I think I think it probably comes uh, for me at least. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's an interesting genre. I mean, I, I've always been a dark thriller uh, person. Anyway, uh, my experience as a child, as as the running joke is on Dark Discussions podcast, is that I got to watch Taxi Driver at the age of ten. Um, because it was being played on a local television station in my area where I, I grew up uh, by um, what what was considered a very art house um, 
show where where they presented uh, really good movies and you know so Poseidon Adventure and various other films. Uh, Taxi Driver was one, and so I, I watched that, and and that is dirty and dark and and whatnot. And when I saw Blade Runner, which generally was a few years later, uh, uh, well, not a few years later, it, but the movie came out a few years later after Taxi Driver. But I saw Blade Runner pretty much at the same time because it popped up on like HBO and whatever. And seeing that. And and the neon and the same type of dirtiness and darkness and how life sucks and people suck um, that that kind of interested me at the age of ten or eleven or twelve. And um, cyberpunk was just an extension or, or a future dystopian version of, of Taxi Driver. I felt when I, when I, I saw Blade Runner and, and read William Gibson's first book and I can't even remember the title, uh, Necrom something or other. It's called. Um, and yeah, it's it's, it's it just kind of um, neuromancer. Neuromancer. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, neuromancer. Yeah, yeah. I always screw that name up. Um, and you know, I, I you know just push my button in the right way uh, for whatever yeah. reason. Well, one of the things that gets me is like, especially in Blade Runner, is the question of what is human. And yes. and the idea of beauty and what can what can see beauty like at the end of Blade Runner, one of the most amazing scenes, I think, is at the end when he's talking about the things he's seen as an android that the humans have not seen. It's just it's such a great scene, but it, it encapsulates for me this whole idea of what is human and what can beauty be seen by and all of that. And, you know, they all live in this drudgery, but there's still beauty out there. Right, right. Yeah, and 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 no disrespect for people who want to be beautiful, uh, but in this world of cyberpunk, you can change your appearance and look any way you want. So if you want to look like um, uh, Christy Brinkley, you 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 can, you know. Or if you want to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger um, with Paul Newman's face, you can. And yet, what you're talking about, Barrett, is once you leave the city. Uh, or it, or when you just take away the buildings and the neon and the sex and all that other crap, you just see, you know, a pigeon or you see um, a rabbit or or a palm tree or whatever. And, and yeah, there, there's beauty that's always there, even if it's being like covered by all this um I guess metal asphalt and, jungle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This metal and machinery and neon lights. And yeah, it's all still there. Like you're right. Like he sees that pigeon at the end too. And it's right. almost like he loves on the pigeon because <laughs> he hasn't seen one before, you know, it's, yeah. it's so, it's so interesting. Yeah. yeah well, guys... it, I was going to say, I'm, I'm playing the cyberpunk video game again. And one of the first scenes, um, is uh, where you're talking to this this character. You play a character named V, and um, and V can be either a male or a female. Um, I, I I chose to make make V a, a female. Um, and you're hanging out with this guy named Jackie Wells, and Jackie's eating Udon noodles. And the one, he says, "Yeah, I love this Asian food. I mean, what's not to like? It has the spices, it has the noodles, so the pasta, and then it has this uh, the synthetic steak." And 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 that boom right there when he said synthetic steak, it's like there you go. That's the point. It's it's you know this this world sucks. Yet 
you you know you take away everything else and and you you leave this crappy city you know you you can see what's good but you're going to say something Sean. sorry i was just going to throw in cuz i mean i'm sure you guys probably uh, delved into it at one point but judge dread Oh, 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 yeah. Dread, that's the best film ever, dude. The oh newer one? Yeah. The the, newer oh, my God. That, good, yeah. That, yeah, I'm talking the new one. Yeah, yeah, the one with the, the Carl Urban was awesome. Yeah, 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 that movie. Oh, my God. And and what's her face? Uh, Cersei's. She Lena was Hedy. the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was the best, dude. That was awesome. But that's like that's another what... example, right? You know, the big corporation yes. running stuff, you know, yes. and just the crime and corruption and all that stuff. And, you know, that whole idea of like, you know, is he really good? Because he does all terrible things. <laughs> but those people so, are so bad. It's like, huh, yeah, so yes, it's okay man. then, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like a, it's a hard call between who's the bad guy and who's the good guy. But he's following the law. Yes. Right. Well, and 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 yeah, and that's the thing. You, you know, who is the law, and what what are morals and ethics, and yeah, you know, and. Uh, not not to to go off track, but but you know we have these people now that are I guess climate change people who are throwing paint and and tomato soup on on works of art to make a point, which kind of makes no point except makes me say fuck you, and you, you know in, in a, a different country if they did that in China they they'd just be sent to gulags and you'd never see them again you know it, while in the West you know they they go to the 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 police station and you know they pay their fifty dollars and and you know they can go off and do it again you know and and they just almost destroyed a uh, van gogh so it's it depends you know people just suck it's, it's it's really what it comes down to and so dread is in an example that movie is an example of where everybody that's in that building that he has that well not everybody but a good portion of those people that are in the building it's basically a mafia drug cartel. It's and, like New Jack City when they take over the yep. building in that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's it's like you, yeah. Basically, it's it's a cartel in the in there, and he's in there cleaning it up. And now, obviously, he's not arresting them and giving them their their date in court. <laughs> no. But he gave them the he gave them their date in court. It was Well, I think he's the, ju- the, he's the judge and the jury in that and that's in that the whole area. point, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing that's interesting about about um movies or or TV shows in general is that we as as a fly on the wall know they're guilty and know they deserve to you know have whatever bad things happen to them because they're just bad people versus say in real life where, you know, OJ Simpson, you know, goes to trial and then he gets off. Yeah. You know, you know, we, in that mafia guy that lives down the street, we know that he probably slotted somebody, even though we can't prove it, but we all know he did it, you know, but versus a movie or a TV show, we are, we know this person is bad. We know this person is a scumbag. We know, you know, on and on and on. You well, know? And they so, are foolish enough to lock him in there with them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> true, uh, true. It felt like almost like that moment with uh, Rorschach in the Watchmen movie where he's like, I'm not here stuck with you. You're stuck in here with me. Kind of yes, thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, well, yeah, yeah, that's an excellent <laughs> example that you brought up the, the the Rorschach character because the Rorschach character is an example of the person that just boils away everything 
and he just points at people and he goes, that person's bad. And we know that person's bad and they should be in jail. Even if we can't prove they're bad, we all know they did something. It's just that we don't have, you know, the fingerprints, you know? So it's, it is interesting. And again, that's, what's cool about movies is that we can say, okay, we know, you know, so when Rorschach or, or Mr. Whoever wants to kill somebody, it's, it's, you know those characters again. It's just fictional characters, so who cares if they die? But the point is, is is we we know what's right and wrong, you know, versus this these gray world that we live in, and um, I don't know. It's just I don't know. I mean, you, I think you guys know where I'm going. Even even oh, if yeah. this is yeah, yep. it's so it's it's just uh, unfortunate how. We live in a gray, and that these movies are done very black and white. It's yes, deep, very much so. It's very easy to root for the death of the bad guys, whereas in our world, our real world, it's not so easy and not so clear-cut all the time. And sometimes the law does favor the evil man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we have a lot of problems where, where we have the the law that favors the evil man. I, I remember the, the worst case, and this was a terrible one, where it was this this guy in in San Francisco, uh, and he was from a uh, legal immigrant, and he had a gun, and he dropped the gun out of his pocket, and it went off, and it killed this woman on pier, whatever, you know, the famous pier in San Francisco. And he got off because he didn't intentionally shoot the woman. Okay, and this woman was like 26 years old. And the thing is, is the point he, he had stolen the gun. He didn't have a permit to carry the gun. He was illegally in the country, and the gun he stole was from a police officer. And and he got off scot free. So you're absolutely right, Barrett. There, there's a lot of problems in <laughs> in the real world, and uh, um, maybe that's the reason why I like cyberpunk. A it's lot, a draw, because... right? Because you you can look at a world where it is just black and white. Yeah. Very little yeah. gray, right? So it's yeah. it's an, an antidote to having a real yeah, world. Yeah, because then, then we also have people that are in jail in our country that didn't do anything wrong yes. and have to re and have to reprove over and over again that they didn't do it. And sometimes right. even then they can't get out. So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, at, at the war, yeah, and because they don't have the money to get a, a good lawyer, right? There's a lot of people in jail that are just in jail because they owe money to get out on bail and can't afford it. And so they've yep. spent their days in jail. I mean, right, that's right. just pathetic as well. So Right, right, yeah, right. I mean, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. So this poor schmuck is in jail and he can't get out because he doesn't have the money to pay the bill while someone like Jesse Smollett was able to pay the bill and he got to get out, you know, or whatever. Right. You, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's just, it's exactly. just pathetic. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a terrible world that we live in, and uh, cyberpunk is just the extreme version of that. Um, yes, yeah. this is this is as extreme as you can get, but it's the idea of corporations run everything, and we don't really have a government anymore. The, cor the corporations are well, the government. And, and the thing, the funny thing is, is that back in the seventies, there was a great movie, one of the best films ever made, called Network, and Ned Beatty has a great speech in that and and, yeah. as, and and also uh um uh finch uh, uh the guy that won the academy award for it i forget his name but either way uh bd talks about there is no countries anymore it's all corporations mm -hmm. and and you know you, you when you have like five or six companies that run 
everything, which is kind of what what we have in in the U.S. Whether no matter you know you you pick media, there's only five companies. You pick um, fuel, there's only five companies. You pick um, technology, there's only like five companies. You know you you know what I'm saying, and and it's just terrible because the you know and and that's the route. Cyberpunk is kind of predicting where we're going, and network kind of set it in a world that wasn't cyberpunk in 1977, I think it was. So mm-hmm. it's it's just crazy that all this stuff. The only thing that hasn't happened yet that's not that's true is this the sciencey fictiony part uh, where you know where just everybody's everybody's you know modifying themselves with mechanical stuff but everything else is, is kind of getting there and it's kind of scary and depressing yes and frightening. it isn't that the aspect of sci-fi right well most of the, the sci-fi that's futuristic is the dystopian stuff there's very rare that yeah. you read a story where it's happy it's usually terrible <laughs> Right? Yeah, it's yeah, just and, we're, and we're not talking about we're not talking about uh, space opera here. We're, we're talking about yeah, the, you know, like fifty yeah. <laughs> science fiction stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Space opera is very different yeah, <laughs> than yeah. cyberpunk. Yeah, most certainly. Most that's very, more very militarily, different. and there, you still have governments, not not corporations running everything. And most of the space opera. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is the Star Wars? It would be an example of space opera. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so that's general s- cyberpunk stuff. Uh, now, anime, anyway, let's, let's start general anime stuff. Uh, experience with anime. Uh, my first experience was Star Blazers after, yes. after school. You met, right? Am I right? No, Emma. Oh my god, that show was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love Star and it would give you that 88 days till we arrive. Right, 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 right. I didn't even know. I didn't know anything. I didn't know what anime was. I didn't even know the show was Japanese. I just thought it was fucking awesome, and it was awesome. And uh, uh, so that was my first experience. And then as as you get older, you know, you you learn. You know, they they have those. Uh, what was it? Cartoon Network had those cra- all the crazy shows at night, and some of them were anime. And then. And then, of course, you you just hear about anime, and then you just walk through a bookstore, and there's this whole section of anime graphic novels. It's like, what the hell's this? And it's like, oh, this is awesome. And then, of course, some breakthrough like Ghost in the Machine or Akira, like you said, Abe. Uh, I mean, Vampire Abe. Hunter D. Yeah, yeah, that was another one. Right, right. Yeah. What, record what of the Lo- Record of the Lotus Wars is really good too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember those Afro Samurai was another one. There. But you know, it's funny. This guy here, he made Gurren Lagann, and that was a huge one. And then uh, Cutie Honey was another one. This guy made that that made this show, Kill a Kill from 2013. Yeah. So there's a lot of them. Um, See, did, did you guys watch Astro Boy? I have oh, not. Oh, what was that mechanic? One? Uh, it's the little boy. The 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 doc, The scientist makes him to be a little like to be a boy. I've heard and of then, it, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, if you ever find some of the old cartoons, like that's where I got my first anime would have been through Astro Boy. What about um, Robotech? For... Anybody Robotech? Robotech would be another one. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course. There's, and there's... the Lions, uh, the Lions that would combine. The, uh, Voltron. Voltron. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, well, we forget it. We forget it. Other Voltron, big ones. Yeah. That, oh, those are good. But everybody knows these too. Uh, um... I got uh, Cowboy Bebop, right? That's another one everybody yeah, heard yeah. of. Uh, they even made a, a show on that. They fucked that up on Netflix. Fuck those people. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist is another big one. Yeah. Sailor Moon is a big one. 
Attack on Titan, uh, obviously Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z, Death Note, uh, Naruto was a big one. Has anyone else seen uh, Legend, of the, um, Legend of the Overfiend? Oh, that's yeah, that's, that's nuts one, dude. Yeah, that's like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's yeah. the epitome of Japanese anime. It's got some yeah. really uh, wild, wild yeah. sexual stuff in it. It's pretty yeah, yeah. That that one's almost hentai, which is yeah. which is the X-rated stuff. But yeah. uh, uh, One Piece, uh, I actually saw a movie. Uh, that one um, has been around for like thirty years. It's like 30, they're like as long as The Simpsons, the TV show, and. Um, uh, I brought my my daughter, my oldest daughter, to see because my other one was sick uh, a week and a half ago to the movie theaters because it was actually playing One Piece movie red, uh, and so we watched that at the theaters. Um, and it's like the highest grossing film in Japan right now uh, this year, 2022. And what did uh, your daughter think of it? Yeah, yeah, she thought it was pretty awesome. Yeah. She liked the the woman characters because they're all like like cool and sexy and and smart and. Um, strong and all that other good stuff. So, um, but yeah, yeah, it was a good show, a good movie. Uh, uh, I got a bunch of shirts of One Piece too. So, yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the uh, thing the, Bo- I like, Boa Hancock the, is the best, the the Snake Princess. But what were you say? I was gonna say because you know how like manga and anime kind of like go hand in hand or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. Anime, it, a lot of animes are based off of manga. Manga is basically the comic book version, and yeah. the anime is the is the movie version or TV version. So I don't know if you guys remember, but when they did the re-release the original uh, special edition Star Wars trilogy yep. in the late in the nineties. Yeah, oh, uh, this guy this did, guy did one of them. Okay, cool. Um, what happened is they also came out with the manga versions. Yeah, yeah. And that was awesome trying to collect those. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, this guy actually did uh, a uh, Star Wars Visions, which is okay. a the one on uh, Disney Plus. Then is an animated anthology series on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. So he he directed uh, one of those. Yep, which is kind of funny. Okay. That makes sense because they they certainly had one that was a couple that would have been uh, certainly influenced by the the style for sure. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That's fairly new. It's twenty twenty one. Um. But yeah, the manga mangas are pretty awesome too. So a lot of people uh, get them. Uh, a woman at work, one of her her son actually just reads the stuff like it's going out of style. Um, but yeah, yeah, I've I've had a, I have a couple of them upstairs because I saw High School of the Dead, which is a zombie um, anime. It's pretty awesome, and so I bought the the manga, and it was pretty good. And for some reason, the guy just ret- quit. He says, ah, I'm done, and he <laughs> like the story just ends like. With no ending, it, it was weird. It makes no sense. Yeah, it's kind of strange. And yet the manga and, and the anime were like like huge because it was like during the zombie like phase when everybody loves zombies. And he just said, ah, "I'm done. I don't feel like making anymore." So he's like, he's worse than George R. R. Martin because <laughs> Martin at least is trying. This guy just gave up. He goes, ah, "I'm done. I don't care." Uh, but anyway, um, so I guess we should start talking about the show. Um, because we've been recording about 40-something minutes now. Uh, but basically, uh, just to set up before we get into spoilers, um, yeah, so, well, actually, you, you you read the IMDb, Barrett, so that's good enough. So I guess we could throw up the spoiler alert, right? Yeah, because so we yep. we're going to be talking about every episode, and it's going to yeah. be hard to not be into spoilers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll throw up the spoiler here. Um, since this show, like a lot of Netflix shows, just drop uh, – all at once, 
we, you know, you can just binge it. So just like we did an episode on the television series Vampires, the French television uh, show, uh, we did just one episode, and that was like six hours of, of TV. Uh, here we're doing the same thing. We're just going to do the one episode and talk about the whole series uh, tonight. Uh, so we're going to throw up the spoiler and at this point, we're going to talk about everything and anything. Uh, if you have Netflix, uh, you can uh, go and watch the show um, and uh, come back. But if you don't worry about spoilers, uh, we're going to about we're about to do all the spoilers. So uh, let's do it. Um, okay. So first off, uh, this is a one and done television series. Uh, the director said he was just doing the one season, the one characters, and that's it. No, there's no follow-up with these characters. It could be a new cyberpunk, but it'll be a brand new series uh, <laughs> with different characters. Which yeah, it'll be hard sense. to do the same characters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's why why I texted you saying, yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, uh, things that are ended appropriately, so there won't have to be worried about uh, cliffhangers. Right. Yeah, there's, there's not many cliffhangers. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, all right, so uh, where do we want to begin? Well, Sean, what, why don't you start? What, what, what do we want to talk about? Where, where do we want to go? What's well, going I mean, on? you could start with just the idea that we're introduced to the main character or one of the main characters, right? The, yeah, he's going to like what a our... prep preparatory school. Like, yeah, like, like one of those schools that are post high school but before college, it, you know, to get better grades. It's run by the uh, the corporation, right? Because the the point is, you were supposed to like. He, He's his mom has him registered because she wants him to be successful, and you do that by being involved in the school and going through to the corporation. I can't think I can't think of the name of the corporation right now, but you know what I'm talking about. And basically, he doesn't fit in. He's got some skills that are also not uh, legal. Uh, he's got a bully who is fucking up his life. And just basically getting by kind of thing. Yeah. As we see, as we first see him and then tragedy happens and shit gets worse and, and we uh, get our adventure. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. So, so yeah, this kid, uh, he comes from a, a single parent family. So obviously that that's enough to cause some struggle. Um, I forget if his father died or not, but either way, the father's not around, and the mother has actually a pretty good job, at least in the real world. Uh, she's a she's an EMT in the real world. Uh, she would she would be making a decent amount of salary, but in this world, um, since there's a class system of of the haves and haves nots, uh, he's obviously and she the mother are from the have nots. Um, and he's in this school, as you said, Sean, and the thing is, is yeah, he doesn't fit in because it, most of the, the people are filthy rich that go to this school, and he's coming from what in the real world would be a middle-class family, but in this world of dystopia uh, is poor, and so he does not, yeah, he does not fit in at all. Well, it's and the funny bully because he's, is, getting, is, yeah, he's getting bullied, but the kid says it's not because you're poor. I'm not sure I believe that in in the moment, but um, I think it's he's justifying it to himself. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. you're right, but it's interesting that he says that. It's not because you're poor; it's because X and X reason, you know, whatever. Um, it's not yeah. believable when he says it, but I find that interesting that he does say it. 
Yeah, well, there's a couple of things that's interesting. It's like like the movie School Ties. Uh, uh, if people don't remember that, that's a uh, Matt Damon and uh, Brendan Fraser, an actor. Yeah, Brendan Fraser. Uh, basically, um, it's a wealthy school. Uh, the film was actually filmed near us and where I live. And Johnny, who sometimes co-hosts this podcast, he actually uh, had a, a supporting role at one of the scenes in it, and you can actually see him in the film. It's kind of funny. Oh, now I'm going to have to watch that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can point him out to you. But, um, yeah, so basically that film is, is where a person gets into the school because he's a great football player, and he doesn't fit in for a number of reasons because he's working class. Um, he's a, a religious minority because he's Jewish, and in this sense, and this is like an all-waspy New England school. And and this is kind of the same thing here, where this kid gets in because his mother somehow pulls strings to get him in. And so I, I'm kind of with you, Sean, where the bully, who is, I think, the son of, like, one of the big the, the, One of the high guys in the corporation. Yeah, yeah one of the really high guys. Yeah, yeah and, and he may say what he says, as you said, Barrett, but I think you may be right, Sean, that, that um, he's – he is just justifying his picking on this kid because, oh, oh, it's not because you're poor, but he knows that because he's poor. That he, he can do that, it because there's no one going to be right, no right. right. Or yeah, exactly. That's why he yeah. can do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It kind of reminded me if you, I don't know if you guys remember the movie Gattaca. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Someone yeah, yeah, yeah. Ethan Hawke, right? Oh, no, no, not Ethan Hawke. Yeah, Ethan Hawke. Oh, yeah, it's Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman. Ethan, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Hawk, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, I think that's how they met, and they, they became... And where it's like, the whole point is that if he had actually been... Like, he actually would, attempted to go normally, he wouldn't be in the school, right? Because it was your pick. Right, because he's Based he's on the flawed. genetics. Yeah, and he's so, flawed. And, that, and right. like, the whole point of, like, like him impersonating someone... Right to be to to be in that place that he wouldn't be otherwise by any other me- like regular means or whatever, right? And just the corruption or whatever that's involved. Yeah. But then we get like so we get the situation where we're introduced to him. We see the bully. We see kind of what the the feel is, right? And then you have that uh, the situation where his mother dies in the car accident. Oh, and man, then you're shown again. She doesn't right? die in the car accident, though. Yeah, yeah, no, she doesn't. But it's the, the the whole fact that, again, based on the class system, you get a different kind of medicine, right? Yeah. Based on what she's you allowed have. to die. Yep, she's allowed to yeah, die. Yeah, it's just basically, yeah, it's just like, so, I mean, it just shows, again, the extremes, right? Where you, whether you, you class it up with paint or not, it's still class. Bullshit, well, and you right? see the rich people have specific teams that come out to yep. save them, and they're quick. They don't take long <laughs> to get to the rich people. <laughs> Not, yeah. It's funny it doesn't work that way for the poor ones, right? Yeah, because yeah. well, they even say, we'll leave them behind. They don't have anything. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there's some interesting things like that in, in cities, uh, and, and I don't want to mention the ethnicities that related just for the fact that I don't need hate mail but they're, they're like in, in brooklyn new york there's certain ethnic groups that have their own ambulances that you can call if you're that ethnic group or that religion and they'll come you know but they prefer not to help anybody else type of thing it's just weird and and this is kind of like that where everything is being split to um differences where people aren't 
equal anymore. They're just, you know, if you're not part of me or my group, you know, oh, well, just leave them. So his mother, who gets thrown out of a window in the car accident that wasn't her fault, is left to die because oh yeah she's not one of one of ours we don't we don't care and they just leave her yeah they were completely peripheral they were just nearby yeah. at the wrong time yeah exactly it was it was a total bad luck incident and and this incident it was an assassination they just were near it yeah. yes <laughs> yeah it was basically a mob hit or something like that and <laughs> unfortunately um, this changes the trajectory of uh, our quote-unquote hero because of that, right? Because if, if this didn't happen, we could assume that he would just become a normal person and get married and whatever, or, or, or live a normal life, but of, of course that I'm didn't happen. I'm not sure that, yeah, I don't know that it would have gone normal for him, but it went abnormal real quick. Yeah, Quicker than I think it would have otherwise. Right, right. And also, the thing is, too, is his his um, uh, like, I mean, obviously his mother um did something we'll find out in a moment that that could have changed things a little bit anyway but he um i don't know I, you know what let me talk about this let's, let's, let me switch subjects for a second so his mother the doc, the thing is his doctor says yeah yeah she should be all right we, we, we got her under control she's stable everything's good and then when the money runs out because um that's just how it is in this dystopian world Oh, uh, yeah, there's not anything we can do anymore for her. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what? He's like, uh, wait, she was stable. You told me she was stable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing is, is that, you know, me, me and Barrett may work for an insurance company, and, and we know that insurance companies don't want to spend money, but they want us to be as healthy as possible. And because that saves everybody money, including including the people um, that are the 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 insurance that have the insurance, and so in this case here, it's like okay, if the mother dying, if we just look at it as ah, damn you, Siri. Um, if we look at this movie here and just look at boil everything away and not even talk about you know making sure people are are have humanity, but we just look at everything. The best solution would be the, for the mother to live because the mother then would be an influence on a boy who would then be able to become something other than a criminal in the real world. So for society, removing all humanity, just looking at for society's sake, the mother's life was important because that woman would then be able to keep her son on the right path. But in this world here, this dystopian world, money was more important than not only humanity, but also just common sense. Because her dying is completely against common sense, never mind humanity, if that right. makes sense. No, I agree. <laughs> You know, and and so the society now has to pay more money and have more problems because of her death than had they just sucked up, you know, an extra couple hundred grand uh, to make sure that she survived. 
But yeah. everything's been equated out to bottom lines at this point. Yeah. And so that's the problem. It's yeah. just a cost sheet where she can't afford it, so she's dead. And it yeah. doesn't matter what other costs to society it makes because those are still just part of a different balance sheet, not yep. part exactly. of this balance sheet. Right. <laughs> Which, unfortunately, is how it is in the real world, too. Right, exactly. You know, because if we never look at everything as a whole, we only look at our own balance sheet and everybody else, and then everything fucks up everything else. Yeah, so it's unfortunate. Um, so he's now an orphan, and um, yeah, so he's fucked. But do we also he need fucked. to touch on the fact that he's a hacker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. Go ahead. And that's what got him in trouble, right? Yeah. Go ahead, Barrett. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. No, go ahead. I went. You're, you're too. <laughs> well, he, he does this hacking thing, and then he gets in trouble uh, for doing it, right? And the whole thing is if he hadn't done it, then the chain of events leading to his mom's death wouldn't have happened, right? Right, because she had to pick him up at school, right? And it changed all of the, the trajectory of stuff, so. Yeah, yeah. So you could see as a character, if you look on to, or look back to it, right, that you would feel guilty or you might feel guilty, depending on if you're, what your uh, mental health situation is. But by the, your actions ended up leading to all of this, whether it's like fully entirely correct or not is another thing. But you could see how that a person could have that narrative, right? Yep. And they blame themselves forever. Yep. Right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. This the, the whole thing causes um, what we would say behavioral health problems for the boy. And a lot of other it. people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so let's, let's, let's get into uh, – I mean, we don't have to go scene by scene, especially since you know we've already been on the podcast here for about an hour now. Um, where do we want to go now? So basically he gets the attention of uh, – this woman well actually you know what no let's talk about what, what happens he finds out that his mother has these this uh what is it a me- mechanical skeleton or something or, or spine yeah what is it yeah and and he, that she kind of stole it uh basically there was this this crazy um uh robbery type thing that went down and her mother his mother went to the as an EMT to the the scene, the crime scene to you know pick up the bodies or the the injured and whatnot, and she pocketed this um, technology, uh, basically a mechanical spine thing, and our hero um, and uh, you know, what the hell is his name? I know all the girls' names, but not his name. Uh, David. Uh, yeah. yeah, David. Yeah, Dave Martinez. So. He brings this to his, this Ripper doctor, and these are these like underground doctors that are kind of semi, at least in the video game, they're semi legal. Uh, so there's like it's very gray. Like like uh, are they working illegally or not or or whatnot? Um, but they they you know cut corners, and he has this guy put his buddies with him because he deals does the hacking stuff with him where he gets her him. Uh, sells him pornography and you know virtual reality shit and all this other stuff and so the doctor gives him 
uh, agrees to put the, this spine thing into him. And what it does is it makes him super fast, almost to the point where everybody – it's almost like a, one of those time stops where – slow motion where he is normal speed while everybody else is slow motion. So think of Quicksilver from the X-Men movie, right? Where he's going so fast or the flash, right? The same idea being able to go so fast that they can like seemingly disappear. Well, and the whole opening scene of the show is where this suit or where this comes from, right? Where she gets it from that guy getting killed at the very beginning. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's one of the, the videos he sells to the doctor or, or, or the doctor sells to him and, and then and along with some pornography and all that. Um, basically, that the criminal was wearing a virtual reality thing that, that recorded the whole event and, and whatnot. So, yeah, it was crazy. Um, that so, reminded me of the movie Strange Days where they did that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, exactly. That's that's exactly right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, that was a pretty good movie, except the, it kind of fell apart. But but that's a perfect example of cyberpunk. Absolutely. That was a great yeah. film. Yeah. That was when Fines was was, was like the, the hottest actor at the time. Yep. Um, so he um, meets up with Lucy on a subway. And Lucy's doing all this, like, um, stealing people's um, chips because people have implanted chips in them now that they can they can pull out and put in. So almost like, you know, you do with your computer. And she's stealing all of them. And he catches her. And they become friends because of that, or at least seem to. Yeah. And, and Lucy's kind of a hip character. Um she she's uh, pretty awesome, um, and she's a cyberpunk or edge runner or hacker. Uh, basically, they're all interchangeable. Um, and then, but she sets him up because she knows that he was able to catch her stealing because he has that thing in his the the metal skeleton in him, and she knows that that metal skeleton was supposed to be going to a friend of hers um, who's Maine. The guy, his name is yep. Maine. And Maine is like a crew of edge runners, kind of like a little mob of like 10 people or so um, that include some pretty, pretty awesome characters. Uh, the breakout character, at least for fans of the show, has been Rebecca. Uh, she's one. And then uh, there's Dorio, who's a pretty hot chick that is the the girlfriend of Maine, and she's pretty smart. And there's Pilar, who's Rebecca's brother. And then there's Kiwi, who is like this awesome um, uh, net runner, and she's hot. And then uh, I love when she. I gotta throw in this random piece. I love when she's smoking with that mask on. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was yeah, cracking me awesome. up when I was watching it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she she just has the mask on the entire show. It's kind of awesome. Uh, and then the other big character is, is uh, Felco, who is um, the the getaway driver. So that's the crew, and Lucy's part of that crew. Yeah. And Maine's gonna kill uh, Dave, but we find out that Maine knew Dave's mom 
and was was supposed to get the thing from Dave's mom. Dave's mom was going to hand it to her. To I mean, hand it to Maine. And so, and he liked Dave's mom a lot. So Dave, he had already Dave, paid for it though, too. Just keep that yeah. in mind. Right, he right. Already so paid. Dave, right, right. So Dave, as a result, because he now has it in him, and, and it's going to be pretty hard to get it out of him, um, says, "How about this? How about I just join your crew?" And and uh, this thing is working fine in me. And if I'm part of your crew, you basically paid for it because I'm now part of your crew. And plus, you, you know, you like my, my mom and I'm, I'm her son. And so Bane kind of agrees onto it. And um, uh, so that's how he gets into this, this, um, this group of, uh, Edge runners. Um, I think we missed one scene though, which was Lucy's scene where he and Lucy go into the virtual moon. Yeah, let's talk about like that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So she wants to get out of the shitty city, Night City, and she wants to move to um, this lunar base on the moon where they have you can live, I guess. Which is kind or of funny. Or at least that's the dream, right? The yeah. Well, that's questions. that's. Well, right, right. Well, that's the funny thing about the end that we'll, we'll talk about, which is kind of, it sucks there too. Uh, but, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, so that's, that's, that's pretty much it. So, um, the crew of Edge Runners, um, with the show being only 10 episodes, I think, right? Um, yeah. they start dwindling pretty quick. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But but they don't just die from random killing. Some of them do, like Pillar. Pillar, uh, some homeless guy, <laughs> shoot, blows his brains out. And the thing is, is that this is where we are introduced to um, what, what's the, the the mental disorder that happens because of implants. What do, what do they it, call it? Uh, what is it? Uh, oh, it's like cyber madness. What is it? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't, I can't remember the name of it. Sorry, yeah. My... yeah, we'll just call it what if we think of it, but we'll just call it cyber madness for now. But whatever happens is is that this this homeless guy had too much uh cyber psychosis. Yeah, psychosis, yeah. Yeah. This this guy has had too much things implanted in him and is and cyber psychosis happens, which makes you go insane. And that's probably the reason why the guy's homeless in the first place. And he blows the brains out of Pillar and then yeah, and then they After kill Pillar him. fucks with him a bunch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Because the guy was pissing on, on uh, in public and stuff, and he got pissed. He, so Pillar just started fucking with him. And then Pillar gets his head blown out. Um, so this I is think where that's we get. the first death, right? They were really not expecting. We're just like, yeah. holy yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, I was not expecting that at all. Yeah. Um, so. What do we want to talk about now? So, so that we're introduced to cyber psychosis. So that is almost like a Chekhov's gun, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and as we see happens pretty quickly, Maine begins to have that happen to him, and he's the head of this group. Um. So where do we want to go? Psychosis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chekhov's psychosis. <laughs> so what do we, where do we want to go? What do we want to talk about? Go ahead, anybody. I've been talking. Speak, please. Speak. Someone. <laughs> well, they just start doing jobs. 
That's that's where we go in the show right now. I mean, yeah, they yeah, start doing true. jobs to get money. There's the the underlying theme of something's going on that we don't know exactly what it is, but they're doing all these jobs to get money, basically. And he's helping with those jobs. And he starts becoming a more of a part of this this group, the edge runners. Yep. Exactly. Sean, wanna add? Uh just you know, just basically he has to earn their trust, right? Because yep. they're not they don't the number one, they don't believe that anyone can survive using the equipment for long. And he's already shown that like by the, the short time that he's used it that he's gone like way past what normal people would be able to tolerate. And so that like becomes the thing of like, is he special? Like what's the, what's the deal kind of thing. But like when the, he first gets approached by the, the, the gang, right. There's the one guy who is like kind of mouthing off to him. And then he's like, does the trick. And then it's like, Oh, okay. So that, yeah, this guy's legit. And then that's where it kind of leads to the where they start doing their different jobs or whatever, right? Right. Um, and and in each job, people start dropping. Yeah. And, and also each job, we we learn more about other characters like Siwa. I mean, not Siwa. Kiwi is is a pretty awesome character, um, and she's hot and naked the whole show. Um, and uh, no one laughed at that. I thought and someone would laugh. Jeez. Well, and we know uh, this... that we know that he can, like Sean said, operate more times in a day than anybody else from the very beginning. Because even when he's on that um, subway and he meets yes. uh, Lucy. meets Lucy, um, he's doing that already, and it just gets better from there. His ability. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, because yeah, as as, as mentioned. Uh, he's worn by the Ripper Doc. If you use it too much, you're gonna hurt, kill yourself. Uh, but he can use it more than most, and that's the reason why Maine, I think, accepts him because the 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 mechanical device that was implanted in him does much better with him than most people. Else? That, yeah, exactly. So it says, hey, well, I might as well just use you. You're, you know, if it's working with you, let's do it. And then that's um, where the military and the company, right, are going after him too then because they right. realize he's got the technology and now he's the only human who's been able to 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 last as long. So that's you've got the different groups, right, that want him for different reasons. So yep. you have the gang, right, who can use his skills, right, and I think they become a family until everyone dies. But, yep. uh, but then you have the corporation and just the corruption, right, of we want the best weapon. One of the things control. I really like about that is one of the corporation heads is that the guy who is the father of the kid who beats uh, up the, in bu- school. The bully. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. he beats that bully up, and the father doesn't even care because he's got so much potential for their cybernetic yep. research. <laughs> can't can't understand why the kid turned out like a bully. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. <clears throat> Um, so I guess we, we can talk about Maine and, and I guess Dorio's death, right? I mean, um, so Maine, during one of, uh, their events, their, their, their jobs, uh, the cyber psychosis begins, right? Yep. Yep. 
Um, and it, which is unfortunate because of the timing. Never mind the fact that um, it's it's Maine. Um, and so he becomes erratic, and uh, what should have been a smooth job starts going bad. Um, and, he, and it starts with him punching out Kiwi. Uh, which wasn't a good move because she's the net runner, the one that's working yeah. at the, the, the computers and the <laughs> network and all that. So that's not good. And then Dorio, his his uh, number two, which is also his girlfriend, she's obviously becomes compromised because she's now like, I I, I gotta the job is important, but I also gotta protect Maine. So it's like, what is she, you know? She doesn't have to make decisions that will affect. Uh, who to shoot? She has to make decisions of, of the effect the job, which could self destruct. Um, so everything's going going to hell. And then of course, um, David, who's still kind of uh, what we call green. He, you know, so so everything everything's going going to hell. And then, um, basically, um, Maine dies, as does Dorio. And uh, some minor characters that were part of the crew or about to, or, or were going to help the crew um, and stuff. So that was a disaster. And then three months later, we find out that David has now become head of the crew and is now filled with a lot of um, more cyber technology. And he took all of um, main cyber technology but when he died and, and implanted had it implanted in him by the doc as well. Um, so this isn't good for what we could say is cyber psychosis eventually for David, yep. maybe. Yep. Um, but it shows you that how, uh, he became the leader pretty quick though. Right. Yep. I mean, that, that once, once Dorio and Maine were taken out because of, the disaster that happened, uh, they all looked to David as, as, as the head. Um, unfortunately, David may not have as much charisma as Maine. And also at this point, Lucy, uh, decides to pull back and just become his girlfriend rather than be part of the, the, um, the, I guess the jobs anymore. Right. Well, and yep. the crew is much smaller too. Since yeah. It's a lot harder. People right? died. So it's harder. Right, There's like right. him and two others at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. Rebecca and, and uh, uh, Falco, right? Falco, yeah. yeah. yeah so we can talk it. about Faraday too, right? Who is the, the bad guy? Yeah, let's guy. talk about him. Let's talk about him, which is played so, by Giancarlo, Giancarlo Esposito. Yep. So he basically works for a company called Militech, yep. and he has actually hired Maine's crew before to do you know, cyber espionage and, and that kind of stuff. And then, or corporate espionage against other co- companies, right? Because it's that's what it is. And then you've got the situation where he uh, used them, especially against Arasaka, which is this was the corporation that runs the school that David was going to, right? And where the bully's father works for. And so you've got the, the basically the corporations are going to war against each other because they want to have control of stuff. And so Faraday is like a piece who is, you know, you know he's not working quite quite for Militech's 
um, best interest, right? He's working for his own and just how he is trying to get that tech so that that way it can, they can have the upper hand against everyone else. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, so I, th- I think his villainy is kind of interesting because what, well, you know what it is? I, I think main death is, is what throws the, the wrench into the whole system because as long as Maine was there, I, I think none of this would have happened. Well, maybe not. I mean, the the, the corporation's still there, right? They're still yeah. They still and he's got everybody. he's got the yeah. yeah he's got the thing, so they're going to still want to mess with David. So there's going to be interaction there, regardless. And the point is, Faraday shows that everyone's disposable, right? Right. I'll use you up until a point, and then when I don't need you, you're done. Which is then also has the 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 was it the brother and sister that he's been sort of working with who also are doing their own double crossing and stuff who uh, i can't think of the names right now but you know who i'm talking about so you've got like different levels of the just the the evil villain people well and kiwi betrays them yeah and then and then the the you know the sister of that you know i can't think of her name sorry it's like willing to sell it even like oh, Rebecca. She, even her brother, right? She doesn't who someone's gonna take the fall for this. And it doesn't you know, it's as long as it doesn't come back to her. Right, right. Yeah, and it's interesting too, is that when Lucy's beginning to have her breakdowns, uh, because of uh her past plus the loss of Maine and and um uh Maine's uh number two his girlfriend uh, Dorio, um Kiwi says to her uh, especially since Kiwi can note that that Lucy is a pretty good net runner herself, that you can't trust anybody ever, which is kind of ironic. Ironic, yeah. exactly, because Kiwi, I guess, understands that and uh, oddly becomes the the traitor when. And and that's the thing is that I I, I read a lot of uh, Reddit boards on this because I I wanted to figure out what was going on here. Which is no one understands why Kiwi betrayed the crew, except for maybe that her own statement of you can't trust anybody, meaning she can't even trust her own friends. I don't know. I mean, I mean, the thing is, is you can have a person who would be like that, Mm -hmm. right? Who just who doesn't have the scruples for the the honor or empathy or whatever that like with their crew because you you would expect that most people that are in the crew right care about each other on some level and require, and like work with each other on some level it just felt like she had her own game from the start and mm-hmm. i don't know if we actually know what the actual game was other than that she's playing sides and then that doesn't end well for her <laughs> Well, if you think about it, in a way, Lucy's decision not to get involved causes uh, David eventually to get tricked because she's not with him. And yep, so he, yep. he, he doesn't know it's not her. And that's kind of a betrayal in itself because she fails to protect him. And then do we also find out her own backstory, too, for Lucy, right? Yeah. Where she was, a, she was you know, one of the pawns by Faraday. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's almost kind of like that Halo TV show, right? When you think about it, where all these little children are taken and being used yeah. to be weaponized. Yeah, weaponized. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's almost identical, to be honest. Yeah, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of kind of odd how how closely they they, they are. Um, and Lucy was one of these children that was being weaponized, um, which is unfortunate for her because, you know, that damages her completely. Um, and but the whole thing was, is that pulls her out of the the group in a sense uh, because she doesn't want to. You know, she just wants to live and not have to deal with that crap anymore. And Kiwi, um, I guess. And the thing is, is that's weird, too, is that Lucy and Kiwi, based off of what all the Reddits I read, never mind what we saw in the show, are were really good friends. So I don't know if – I think if Lucy was there, I don't think Kiwi would have betrayed anybody. That's a good point too, because Maine has died, right? Who yeah, seemed to be one of the, at this point. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the ones that seemed to keep a pretty solid eye on her and command of her. So once he was gone, there's that gone, and then Lucy leaves, then she's basically on her own. Is how she sees it, and that she doesn't have any loyalty to, the, to these other people. No. Yeah. So right, it, right. it's it's easier for her to betray them, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, the thing is, it's like the, the the thing, right? Where you you're betraying someone, and then you didn't expect to be betrayed by Faraday, which is what right. happens, right? Right. So right. I mean, for someone who seemed like she seemed to be playing a bigger game, it's interesting that she didn't have the insight to see that she was going to get played too. Well, it's real easy like, to think that you're not going to get played while you're playing others. It's like that. Is that like that kind of like ego kind of thing, right? Where you, yeah, comes back to bite you. So, um, but yeah, so that was kind of an interesting little situation, and that's when she has her change of heart. After she's realized that she's going to be, she's going to be dead soon. Like it's not going to work out for her. (laughs) Yeah, she knows in seconds she's going to be dead. So, hey guys, uh... (laughs) yeah, yeah, right, right, right. So, did she? tell them the truth after the fact because she wanted to fuck Faraday or did she have second thoughts and feel bad that she betrayed in the first I think place? Both. It could be both. both. Yeah. It can yeah, be I both. think it's yeah. both. Yeah. I, I think that she definitely felt bad but she also wanted to screw Faraday. I think she felt bad more than she wanted to screw Faraday over. That's my feeling. Yeah, you know, uh, because that's often yeah. how you feel when you're about to die after you've betrayed some people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it. I, I like it. I think you're right, Barrett. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, so that that was the the one scene. That's the one part of the show that made me bummed because, and it, it appears a lot of other people too, based off of the reddits I read, was uh, her betrayal because she was a pretty awesome character, and. Because she betrayed the crew, a lot of the people on, on the Reddit boards, they fucking hated her because of it. Which makes yeah. sense. But it's it's I was more sad about it than, than yeah, anything. Yeah, I'm I'm sad about it. I don't I don't hate her for it. I understand in that world why she would do what she did. Um it kind of went against her own self interest, but people do that all the time. Yep. Right, right. 
Yeah, yeah. And and that's and this is the world, right? This is the world where loyalty uh, is cheap. Yeah, right. Exactly. So it's everything comes down to to um, I guess transactional, right? Yeah, transactional. Yeah, exactly. So which is which is unfortunate, but yeah, that's that's the world that these people live in, right? And without Maine and Lucy, what did this group really have to offer? She probably didn't see them as being as good as they were. Nope. I I think you're probably right there, Barrett. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she had no right. It's like, what 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 loyalty did she have to anybody in the group except really um, to Lucy? And I mean, obviously, she you know was friends with Falco and 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 Rebecca, but. And, and even David, but but Lucy, Dorio, and Maine were, were were her three her true friends, and she was in the group from the beginning with Maine, based off of what I read. So once well, Maine no, died, everything changes for her. Yeah, and consider that uh, Rebecca's brother had been killed as well, so they're losing people like left and right. So at some point, you have to question whether this is the safest place to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and she decided to take a deal. You know, I, I guess she could have just left, but that's not this world, right? No. <laughs> right. Yeah, so. And like Faraday pointed out, right, anyone who could be a witness had to be eliminated. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right, because you're tying up your loose ends. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's, it's kind of like uh, um, the movie Twins and the movie – uh, no country for old men where the killer just kills anybody that sees their face type of thing, you know, doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And you just die. Cause you've seen me. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's kind of interesting. Um, let's see what else. Uh, so yeah, so that's, that's, um, unfortunate. So this, this big, Thing that they're they're on, and that was a complete disaster, um, chaos. But also, it's it's like you guys said earlier. I mean, the group is so small now. Anyway, even if Siwa, I was, I, why don't why do I keep on calling her Siwa? Kiwi um, didn't betray them. They only have like three people. It's just it's just David, right, right. Rebecca, and Falco, and that's it. Yeah, you know, so. Um, so I don't know how successful this was going to go anyway, no matter how strong David is now as a cyber kinetic. And even then, you know, they're taught, I mean, as we find out, Rebecca, uh, says, do we have any more medicine? Cause she has to take all this medicine to prevent himself from going crazy. Yeah. So by the, I mean, by the time everything goes down the tubes and and whatnot, he, and him using his his, his uh, cyber technology, he has to use all the medicine up, and, and they like have none left, and so it's like this isn't good, right? Um, so yeah, so they're they're in trouble. Um, so let's see, what else do we want to talk about? Um. So I guess we can talk about yeah we want to talk about the finale and then we can talk a little bit about the irony of of Lucy's dreams. Uh, so Lucy oh did we didn't even talk about it? Lucy gets kidnapped too, right? Yep. 
because spirit gets her right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because she's knocking. What's going on off the side? Even though she's not part of the, the group anymore, she's knocking off like these agents off to the side. And one of them was a plant by Faraday, so he could kidnap her. Basically, am I right to, to say that? That's, that's kind of what happened. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So he has her kidnapped, and he wants to use her uh, as a net runner, I think, because, again, she has this special skill from her childhood that they've discovered. Um, And so now it becomes, for David, a rescue mission at this point. Um, So, all right, so where do we want to go here? What what do we want to talk about, about the ending? Uh, Who wants to go? Sean, well, we could talk about the the, the the whole trick to get David to use the the that new equipment, the new uh, cyber suit or whatever, right? Because yep, yep. they see that he's special, so they wanted to do a test and see, you know, how long he can survive with it. And they don't. It doesn't matter how many people get wiped out in the process. And then you have uh, what is it? Adam Smasher is yes. in behind the scenes. With the that the brother sister combo, who uh, have had him as like the ace in the hole kind of thing. Yep, yep. And uh, basically, where he's going to be used to kill David because he's just that powerful, and so he's sent off to you know eliminate him, and lots of people die horribly. And uh, you basically see David is just degrading faster and faster because he doesn't have the the medicine or the, the whatever the synthetic stuff or whatever steroid stuff to help, and he's exerting himself way 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 more than even he can handle, and so he's going into the psychosis right where he's like that one point where he's talking he think he's he's talking to his mom it's Rebecca, and she realizes that like we're all oh, this is fucked right yeah and that's i think where she says the boat we only had one uh one of those uh vials left like how are we going to get through this yep that's fair and and that's that's right because rebecca is the one that's worried about the psychosis because she doesn't want uh, first of all, she saw her brother get killed by a guy that had psychosis, and then her boss, Maine, uh, died because of the psychosis, and now David is, and then we have Falco here, who's who's kind of the smart guy, the, the, you know, the common sense guy, and he's like, to Rebecca, yeah, this isn't good, this isn't good. Um, so let's talk about the big battle between um, David and, and this psycho. Um what the hell, this 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 super strong guy? Uh, what the hell? Well, he just name? murders everybody in the group, right? Like it, yeah, that's it, what he's doing. He kills Rebecca and anyone who tries to stop him, he just annihilates them. Yeah, I was actually shocked that they they killed off Rebecca. Me to too. When yeah. she dies and she's firing that gun and it does that like it shows her firing it, shows him dropping, shows her firing it. <laughs> it just shows it until finally he hits her. It's it's a great scene, but I hated her dying. I wanted her to live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I think having her killed off because she was like the breakout character based off of everybody that um, um, I read on 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 Twitter, uh, not Twitter, uh, Reddit, 
about um, that kind of like made everybody know that yeah, there's there's not going to be a season two. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, she's really the last one to die. I mean, not counting David, right? I mean, she's right. the last one to die. Exactly. Yeah, and I have I have a couple of her t-shirts because they're they're pretty common to find if if you're really looking because she's the breakout character. But but that made me and I had got some of those t-shirts even before I finished the. the the show or even started the series for that matter and uh because just a a cool looking shirts and yeah so i was shocked too that they killed her off and it kind of um uh i guess made this show a complete nihilistic thing because they could have had her go off with fair falco but they decided to take her out too but again she was a little much of a loose cannon but still i didn't think they would have had her or go, but they did. Um, but yeah, it, it is what it is. Um, yeah, well, by this point, though, you're also like nobody's safe because so many people have died. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, because at this point, it, it was only three left because uh, uh, Kiwi just died. So so now they're down to three three from the original cast, right? And yep. not not including um, Lucy and. Um, so now that Rebecca's dead, and then all that's left is is Falco and David, and now David is going to fight this 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 guy that's that's working for the the machine, right? The, the corporation, right? Um, and uh, yeah, he gets killed. So that that was kind of I, I don't know if I was surprised he he died, but I was hoping or I was thinking that they were going to have. Him live happily ever after with Lucy. Once Rebecca was killed, I figured he was going to die because he, that guy was just too powerful. Did he kill the guy in the end? I'm trying to remember the final scene. He did not. Well, D- David, you see David's perspective and the he, bullet. Yeah, he didn't. Bullet. Yeah. Yeah. So the villain uh-huh. actually survives. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> kind of surprising. So, so if yeah. you're going with the nihilistic r- results, you get it. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because exactly. it's not a happy ending. No. No. Even for Lucy, who lives. Even for Lucy, right? I mean, they get all that money, but it doesn't really matter at that point. They've lost everything. Yeah. Right. And right. I mean, and she doesn't she, need she, anything. Yeah. Right. And she loses her her quote unquote hubby because she was planning to live happily ever after with him on on the moon, right? Yeah. And now he's dead, and it's like, so okay big deal you know life still sucks um and then even when she gets to the moon i mean not only is she alone but it's the moon right right i mean there's no birds or trees or anything it's it's terrible i mean you get to look at the earth from a distance and it looks cool but yeah it's, it's a it's not the ultimate um life that she was hoping so i do find it i found it interesting that you know when she's with david she's naked in the house all the time all the time (laughs) all the time (laughs) well this is what distinguishes japanese anime (laughs) yeah well and and uh uh, kiwi right she's naked all the time when she's in inside the house too yeah because whenever she's working and talking to maine and hanging out she's just naked naked yeah (laughs) which is kind of funny as well, yeah. Uh, which I guess makes sense in a, if you're that good looking and, and 
you're in your own house, you can walk around naked. I mean, Christina Aguilera <laughs> talks about it all the time, right? You know, so so yeah, it, it happens. But but um, but you're right. If if because it's Japanese anime, they can actually go there, while American shows probably wouldn't wouldn't do that. Nope. Um, which is kind of funny. Um, let's see. So where do we want to go now? I guess we can talk about the 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 general synopsis of of the story, which is it's not happy, right? There's no life. One. Life sucks, and uh, yeah. you know, one person even trying to find her happiness got it really stolen from her. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the end. <laughs> And I would add to the the life sucks, people sucks aspect too. Yes, because people cause a lot of this. Yeah, well, and also I, I would like to wonder how how Lucy would be at the end anyway, right? I, I mean, she she's in, she, that that horrible childhood that she had. That trauma is terrible, right? Like yeah, just the childhood there. alone, but, but then but you the, lose everyone you care about. Well, that's the thing, right? Is that even though. The, the, unlike some people who have had childhood trauma, she isn't like a, a cluster B personality, right? No, you know, she yeah. doesn't have, you know, she's not a narcissist, she's not borderline, she's not a psychopath or anything like that. So she's she probably could have became happy if David didn't die. Or she didn't lose all the people she cared about. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so yeah. I, think, I think that's the thing is that her trauma makes her sympathetic rather than not. And, and it's interesting too, because before the first like six episodes, she's a badass, And then the last four episodes, she's, um, I guess depressed most of the time. And the ending is depressed. And, and even the last scenes of the sh- the sh- show when she's on the moon and she's looking up at the earth or any of these other things there's no smile nothing no nope. i mean all they had to do was they have her have a tear or something and, and then that would have but i guess they didn't want to go that far to make us know that it was that bad but we, we <laughs> can think, get the general idea yeah i think we get the idea from what we see there yeah 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 exactly it's not a stretch to to guess that no no not at all so yeah so she's she's so she's a really tragic character yeah, when terrible. you think about it, right? Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Once they added the backstory, her backstory, that made her very tragic. Prior to that, she was just a, a, a poor schmuck in the in the lower class that got screwed because of her birth station. Um but then when we get the final back story uh of of the, the trauma as a child from the corporation that really, really kind of um, makes her a tragic character for sure. Because prior to that, she's just like everybody else that got a bad hand dealt to her. Right. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Uh, anything else anybody want to bring up? Anything? We got anything? I think we covered pretty much everything unless you guys have anything else that you think of. I don't think so. I, I can't think of anything. Hey, Barry, do you have anything else written down that you wanted to bring up that you didn't? No, I think we, I brought up everything. Yeah, right. I guess the yeah. only thing is just talk about the music again, that the music is great throughout the series. Absolutely, yeah. I really liked it. It, it. 
every time that opening music would start for an episode, I'd be like, yeah, I'm ready for the next one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, actually like the music, even when, when they played, um, but I mean, during, during the, the chase scene in the final episode, that was pretty awesome too. Um, yeah. So, so, so the, yeah, the, the, Music, both the theme song and end song, plus all the aesthetic music that is played throughout the show uh, in each episode is pretty awesome too. Um, yep. Yeah. So, so you know, you know, kind of like um, you know, we, we mentioned the movie Dread, uh, the one with um, Kyle Urban, and that had awesome music too, and and um, the cyberpunk sound of the music in this kind of kind of works as well so so it, it was top-notch no doubt about it yep yeah absolutely um all right uh pretty good so uh, i guess we can give our final thoughts on the show uh but before we do uh barrett myself and you actually do another podcast with a couple other co-hosts uh that's that's the main podcast dark discussions yes we talk about all things horror and dark that's right. Uh, weekly podcast about usually movies, uh, generally a movie. Yep. So, yep. So, yep. Uh, thrillers and horror. So, it's mo- uh, the most topics. A couple of occasions where we go elsewhere, but mostly thrillers and horror. Um, and and the horror can, can be science fiction horror too. Um, and uh, let's see, uh, Sean, myself, you, Barrett, and Mike, uh, just finished up a podcast on a HBO Max television series. Yes, so Decimation of Dragons, a House of the Dragon podcast for G- the Game of Thrones series that uh, wrapped up season one, and we're expecting to return sometime in 2024, I believe. Um, but we did that, and then we also had the uh, She-Hulk Avenger of the Law, which was based on the She-Hulk Attorney at Law series on Disney+. Plus. So we wrapped up those two podcasts, and... They are, I guess, considered both on hiatus because we don't know if there will be a second season for She-Hulk. That's true. We do not. Do not. Um, I'll tell you one thing. That 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 episode, the penultimate episode of She-Hulk, was awesome, and then they fucked oh, yeah. up with the last episode. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. That 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 was unfortunate. That that really, really um, was a, gr- a pretty decent show. A couple bad episodes, but. The good episodes were good, and then, then the penultimate was awesome, and then the finale was like, what? The-? It left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, same here. Anyway, uh, but House of Dragon was, was solid straight through. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, all right, so uh, pretty much uh, we give our final thoughts on this uh, television series uh, right now, so I uh, will start with you, Sean. Uh, so I really enjoyed the series. Again, it was 10 episodes, 25 minutes to 30 minutes per episode. Uh, very easy watch. Didn't feel like the pacing or anything dragged at any point watching. Uh, enjoyed the animation. Enjoyed the music uh, that they chose. Uh, just I thought it was a really uh, enjoyable series to watch. And uh, to anyone who would be interested in anime stuff, I would very much recommend it. Very, very good. And Barrett? Yeah, I really, really liked it. I thought the soundtrack was awesome. Uh, the episodes were awesome. It's a really quick watch, um, so it doesn't overstay its welcome. And I haven't watched a lot of anime in the last few years, and I'm kind of glad I watched this because it's 
it's brought some interest back to me, and now I want to check some stuff out. So, indeed, indeed, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. Um, and for me, yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, had all the 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 blood, the violence, the the sex, the the um, technology, the dystopia, uh, the, the the corporation, all that stuff that you you know you you you, would, you saw in Blade Runner and Blade, the second Blade Runner film and and other cyberpunk stuff. It's right there. Uh, highly recommend uh, worth anybody uh, that likes science fiction, especially anime, science fiction, and cyberpunk to take a look at. Uh, it's available on um, on Netflix. Uh, the latest patch on the video game Cyberpunk 2077 now has Easter eggs related to the television series. So, oh, cool. uh, yeah, oh that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, so folks uh, that are interested. Uh, in the game and the TV show, uh, that they, they have the link now within the game, and um, uh, yeah, take a take a look. It's it's pretty good. Um, all right, so uh, final information. Uh, the show once again is ten episodes between twenty five to thirty five minutes each episode uh, on Netflix, uh, directed by uh, one of the the big uh, anime directors. Uh, in the last 15 years, um, uh, Harry Yuki Imashi, um, and uh, the voice actors include uh, some pretty good ones, including Giancarlo Esposito for the English language version of the, the show. Um, and yeah, uh, getting good reviews. So, with all that stated, Barrett, why don't you lead us out? Thanks again for joining us on Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. Join us again next time when we bring something completely different, possibly a book.